0: Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 39 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Carly Hawthorne. Carly lives in Colorado, where she is a radio programmer, a radio personality. She's also a podcaster and a blogger. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to finally get to be talking to you. Yeah, we have a lot in common with what we do for work. Mm -hmm, Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And we, we are intermittent fasters, too, so it's really, really nice to meet you. You as well, finally. Yes, you've had a, a really big impact
1: on my life. So, so I feel like I, I already know you, but it's great to finally get to chat.
0: Well, let's hear how you got started with intermittent fasting. What brought you into it?
1: Okay, well, uh, I never had a problem with weight. I, I never struggled with it through high school and all of that. And then uh, I went through, it was a period of depression where I lost just a whole bunch of weight that I didn't have to lose. I lost about 20 pounds in two months. And finally worked my way through that and got, you know, my appetite and my sleep and all that stuff back on track. And then I kind of overcorrected. <laughs> and so yeah. the pounds started just coming on. And in my line of work, obviously I do a lot of sitting in front of a computer. So and at the time, especially when it really was coming to a head where I'm just like, you know, the scale's just going up and up and I'm at the heaviest I've ever been in my life you know, I I was doing a morning show in Texas. And so by the time, and I'm not a morning person. So by the time I would get home from work after at least an eight hour day, if not, sometimes it was 12 plus, I just was exhausted. I didn't have, you know, I did not want to cook. I didn't want to work out. I just had nothing left. So I started, you know, trying all the supplements, putting money into those. You know, I tried a sugar detox, which worked great. But for, and I, I also tried keto which worked great, but it wasn't sustainable for me, right? Um, and especially with you know my boyfriend does not need to lose any weight. He has you know he's super tall and skinny, and he walks a lot in his job. He's super active in his job, so I was having to cook you know two meals because I would get home before him, so I would cook two different meals because he didn't want you know the gluten free or the whatever keto stuff that I was doing. Plus, he he needed those carbs to live, so it just wasn't sustainable, and I was just kind of had resigned myself to like, well, I'm still going to try, but I just need to, not that I didn't love my body, but I was like, I just need to accept the fact that I'm just going to be bigger than what I have been in the past and just
0: get used to that. Right. I think a lot of us have that moment when we try so hard, like you were trying so hard, different things and nothing was giving you the results that you wanted, at least, you know, without so much effort that it wasn't worth it. Exactly. And then you're like, you know, if I'm just going to have to, just never mind, I'll just, Mm -hmm. I'll just buy bigger pants, right? Yep, exactly. And I was just like, this is just me now. So it is what it is.
1: And then, you know, our our mutual friend, Sherry, that we have, she has been, you know, had been talking on social media for a very long time about her success with intermittent fasting. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to try this one last thing. Because, you know, my bank account, I can't spend any more money on all these supplements. And, you know, so a lot of them work great. They're just, they're expensive. And some of them, some of them don't work so great. So I, I asked her for the, the gist of it. And she got back to me and, you know, gave me your books and Dr. Jason Fung's books, like told me, you know, the titles to look into them, but gave me the gist so I could get started. And I was like, I can do this you know, at first I was like starving myself. No. And then, then I started thinking <laughs> about it. I was like, you're not a breakfast eater anyway. You know, I was making like, I would take hard boiled eggs with me to work to, you know, cause you're always told you have to eat breakfast right, and stuff. So I was forcing myself to eat breakfast when I was never a breakfast eater anyway, or trying to force myself to eat every three hours. And that just wasn't sustainable. So I was like, well, maybe I can do this. So I just started, I picked, Nineteen five, I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna give this a go, and I jumped in, and I realized that day that she got back to me that I hadn't done or eaten anything yet that would break my fast. So I was like, I'm fasting already, so I'm just gonna do this. And you know, there were some hangry days and things like that, but it it worked, and then the weight just started coming off. And you know, sometimes it would stall and everything, but it's just been the easiest thing. I didn't have to think about it. I just didn't eat. Or didn't, you know, drink that pop or put cream in my coffee, you
0: know? Right. So instead of, you know, all the hard work you were doing, now you're just doing less. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I like to joke about that. This is, you know, the plan for people who are too lazy to drag around the boiled eggs or cook all of those meals or or make two dinners. Oh, my God. That brought back Mm -hmm. memories, by the way, when you said you were making two dinners. (laughs) Because, you know, I have two boys and and they're grown. One of... Completely grown and out of the house. The other one boomeranged back for a while, but I remember, you know, making those family meals, and I'd mm-hmm. be like, "All right, this is my serving of the thing I'm eating. And yeah, here's the thing that y'all can have." And there's always looked so much better.
1: Oh right, and then and pouring over the ingredients list of things, you know, and well, can I have this? I need to look up what this chemical or name of of this food additive is to make sure right. I can have this on keto or sugar detox. You know. Yeah, oh yeah. Reading the labels. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. It was just too much. And I am not a high-maintenance person.
0: <laughs> just not. Right. You know, and I tried them all. Like, I would read a diet book. I remember the blood, Eat Right for Your Blood Type Diet. Mm. And, I mean, I do believe we're all different when it comes to what foods work well for us. I'm not certain yeah. it goes to blood type. But <laughs> that one was so complicated, trying to shop with the blood type lists. Oh, that I That was bet. the <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine.
1: I'm glad I never got to that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then, you know, you read, you read reviews and of books. I was always read, read all the reviews and people are like, this was amazing. It worked so well. And then it, of course it didn't do anything for me, but.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and one, well, and even when it comes to like gyms and stuff, if you're a person who is self-motivated to go to the gym on your own and work out, that's amazing. I am not that person. I've, I had a personal trainer for a while and that was great because that's like an appointment with somebody else. And so I keep my appointments Right, But then when I didn't have that trainer anymore, it was like, well, now I'm paying for a gym membership and I prefer to just work out at home, you know, I can do things like that at home. And so that was another thing for me too. It's just like, and again, not a morning person. So getting up at like six to go to the gym and then by the end of the day, if you don't go in the morning, you know, it's like, well, I'm just, I want to be done <laughs> for the day. I want to be done with everything.
0: Yeah. I'm the same exact way, and podcast listeners probably have heard my venture into the official going to the Y. I was doing Pilates for a while. Hmm. Um, I started in the winter, but as soon as the summer came around, I like to be outside or walking on the beach or just moving yeah. through my day, and all of a sudden, I was like, I just can't go anymore. I cannot go to Pilates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just I canceled my membership. Absolutely. And I'm just you know, yeah. doing my thing, exactly, because that's what you know, my boyfriend
1: and I, we have two dogs, and we we live in the mountains now, you know, so we're hiking and and doing that kind of stuff all the time. We're just cleaning up the yard because we keep having storms blow through that blow tree limbs, so I'm constantly oh, like yikes. mowing or picking up tree limbs and and that you know, I love that, just you know being living a more active lifestyle is what really works for me.
0: Right. Me too. And, you know, like I said, I had not ever been a real gym goer, but, you know, really did like Pilates because Mm -hmm. it it felt good for my body. But then, you know, when you start feeling that, oh, do I have to go? I don't want to. You know, you start feeling that dread. Yeah. Then you're like, nope, this no longer works for me. Exactly. I let it go. And I never feel that way about taking a long walk with my husband Mm -hmm. or going for a walk on the beach. I never feel dread about that. So absolutely. But people who love the gym though, I am like super excited for them. Yeah, I know that a lot of people do.
1: Yeah, they do. I have a, I have a ton of friends that do it and I'm like, that's fantastic. I wish I was one of those people, you know, that I do too, but I would always end up just like going in there and just getting on the treadmill or, you know, if I didn't have a class or I did love the classes, the classes were great to, you know, but I need that coach telling me what to do and when. So I don't have to
0: think about it. Do you find that you get bored quickly? Because that's, I think, my big problem with the gym. Yeah, yeah. If it's, I would get bored.
1: It, yeah, <laughs> I would too. It's like, did I do enough reps of this yet? Can I move on to something else?
0: That's exactly how I am. Yeah, I, I wondered if that was the same for you because it just, you know, I, I, my mind is like, I've got to go do something else. hmm <laughs> But yeah, I do, I do prefer at home too. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I might do a, a video of something mm-hmm. here and there, you know, little Pilates at my house there when, when it fits into my day. Yeah.
1: Yes. And like, I love hit workouts and, you know, things like that. And like a video, yeah. Watching a video where they're showing you what to do and when that's <laughs> in the
0: privacy of my own home or like in my backyard. That's perfect. Because you can do it at, in your own convenience rather than. Yeah you know, having to, mm-hmm. having to go at a certain time. I thought, I yeah. think that was hard for me.
1: Definitely. And, or, you know, if there's a machine you want to use, like if you've worked out, like it's arm day or leg day, having to wait for other people to move, you know, and it's like, well, what do I do in the meantime? I guess I'll go look and see what this machine
0: is, you know? Right, right. So this way I can just <laughs> get it done. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, today I vacuumed the whole house and I was like, yes. that's working out right
1: there. Yes, it is. That's why, like, <laughs> people will say stuff to me about, you know, like, oh, I, we have about 0. 0.3 acres here and and we have a push mower. And so somebody will say, isn't that your boyfriend's job? And I go, I'm not, I don't want to give him my, that's my workout. <laughs> it's like,
0: no. Exactly. So, I love it. So you started 195 right mm-hmm. off the bat. That's you just jumped right into that. Yeah. How how was the adjustment period for you? <laughs>
1: well, there were definitely hangry moments, that's for sure. Usually though, they would come toward the end of my workday already, so I would just I would either have food with me if I knew it was going to be a long day and I wouldn't be able to get home, you know, by the time my window opened. Right. And so I would have that just in case. But usually I was able to, my coworkers all knew what I was doing and they were big support of it and they were all a little confused by it. But but they, I would warn them. I was like, I'm having a hangry moment. So I I got to go. Whatever you got to send me, either wait till tomorrow or send me an email in an hour and we can talk then. But yeah, that only, that was, January, 2018, at the end of January, beginning of February, 2018, when I started. So it's been so long ago now that, you know, you kind of forget that that was even a thing. So it didn't last super long for me, like maybe a few days in the first week or so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then it just felt like the most natural thing in the world.
0: And I think that part of the reason you adjusted so well is because you were fasting clean from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I've had Sherry on this podcast. And do you know the story about how Sherry joined the group a long time ago and then got mad about the clean fast and then quit?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think I heard about that exact part of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, she she told the story on the podcast. So I'm not speaking out of out okay. of turn here, but she joined the group, the Delay Don't Deny Facebook group. I think probably in 2017 at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly. But she joined and she she was a dirty faster. Mm-hmm. She was doing, you know, another program and she was you know, diet sodas are fine. All yeah. the different things, and she's like, "That's not. That's not making a difference. That's just stupid." And <laughs> so <laughs> she quit the group. I'm glad I didn't block her or something. Right? That would've been awful. <laughs> yeah, but no. She, then she um she came back and she was like, "All right, I'm gonna try this." She rejo- rejoined the group, and then she she realized the difference. She actually gained like eight pounds mm-hmm. when she switched to clean fasting because her body had been, you know, she hadn't really been fasting yeah. with the other. So she's hung in there. She Then her body, you know, it was like, all right, it adjusted to the clean fast. And then she lost all the weight, got to her goal and has been able to maintain. And now she's a moderator. And yeah, I know that if she's telling her friend about intermittent fasting, she's going to emphasize the clean fast. She did. She absolutely did. <laughs> Those of us like Sherry and me, because I didn't fast clean from the beginning mm-hmm. because we didn't really understand didn't it know. back when I started. We didn't know yeah. it was before the obesity code had been written. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know. But um, and you know, all the fasting books that I read early on all talked about it just being about the calories. Yeah. It was, and you know, so of course you could have diet soda. And because I was so caught up in the fat, the, the, you know, the calories mindset, I even would have like a 70 calorie latte and that was, you know, close enough, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, deal. But it made fasting really, really hard. Yeah.
1: And that honestly was my, that was my, my biggest thing. And it wasn't really, it wasn't really a hang up. I don't want to say that, but I have never been a black coffee drinker. I mean- I've always loved coffee since I was, you know, like in college, but black coffee, I just always yuck, no, no, never. Right. And so when she told me about the clean fast and everything, you know, I said, Are you sure I can't just have a little bit of milk (laughs) in my coffee? And she goes, "Mm, You're going to want it black. And I said, Okay. Right. And so I just said, Girl, if you're going to do this, you know, this is probably your last chance to get your life back, you know, your, your, back to, to where you want your body to be. And so do it, do it right. You know, don't cheat, don't throw milk in just because you think it's silly or something like that. And I was like, if Sherry says it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And so I, and now it's the craziest thing. I love black coffee. If anything, it made me appreciate yeah. coffee more, you know, I agree.
0: So yeah, it just, did you find that it like changed your palate for other foods, too, because that is really something I think black coffee did for me. Like I used to be very intolerant of bitter flavors and mm. foods as well. Like I didn't like Brussels sprouts, and I didn't like this, and I didn't like that. But when my palate adjusted to the black coffee, I think that it allowed me to taste foods differently. I don't know. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. and And it didn't do that for me just because, I had already gone through a palate adjustment when uh, I did the sugar detox. You know, twenty-one days of, of right. no sugar, like no added sugar in anything, and hardly any fruit. That is what really did it for me, and that's when I had already stopped putting sugar in my coffee because of the sugar detox and just doing a little bit of milk. And it wasn't even you know much milk; it was just a splash. But but that had already kind of changed my palate. But I've never really been a a picky eater anyway, and I had already gravitated you know just in the whole especially fighting weight gain and things I'd already gravitated to a more whole foods approach I'm definitely not perfect I love still love junk food from time to time (laughs) but I definitely lean more toward you know the whole foods type of thing so so that's one thing you know if I hadn't been there I'm sure intermittent fasting and, and especially the black coffee would have done that for me
0: yeah I, I think that's great that the sugar detox helped you adjust your palate because really, people are so worried about, you know, if they don't like the black coffee and they have a hard time with that, and they think that they are never going to like it. Mm-hmm. but you you really do adjust your palate does change. You just got to give it time. and I remember, you know, before I started this, I
1: would drink the the coffee that was at work in the break room, and that was cheaper coffee. and my my co-host on the morning show, Always brought in this ridiculous blend of these beans that he's ground himself, and he took a huge amount of pride in it. And it was always just too much for me. I'm like, I can't do that. So that did change my palate. When I switched to black coffee, I no longer could really do the cheap coffee in the break room. I started drinking his
0: that he brought in every day. Oh yeah. So what coffee is that? I'm sure people would like to know that he was making. Yeah. What do you What do you like? Oh
1: man, I'm trying to remember. It was something like Kenyan something. It was like half Kenyan, half something Jaeger chef. (laughs) He said it to me so
0: many times. That does sound fancy.
1: Yeah. I'm really sad that I can't remember it, but yeah, he would, he would buy the beans separate and then he would blend them together and make his own blend. Oh,
0: So what, what coffee do do you use that now or do you use a different kind?
1: No, uh, we get, we kind of switch it up. You know, we're very budget conscious. So we try to find good, cheap coffee, <laughs> put it You're that right. way. So right now I do, uh, it's U-Ban, I think from Costco. Yep. Because you can get a whole lot of it. So... I think that's what we do, and then they have another kind that we really like at Costco. But we kind of go back and forth and switch it up. But I cannot remember what the other brand for
0: that one is right now. Have you ever had the Majorca? I think is the name of it. It's a Cuban roast. I get it no. at Costco. I wonder if I, I know that you're in a different part of the country. They may not have the same the same things. I'll have to look though. I'll I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. It's kind of a yellowish orange bag and you grind it yourself and it's a Cuban roast and it's like, I think it's called Mallorca. Okay. And it's really good. I just, like I said, I don't know if it's a regional that we get Mm -hmm. here or if it's everywhere, but we do get it at our Costco. But now I have actually started drinking Nespresso. Ooh. So I've gone from like like coffee too. Now I drink espresso every day. (laughs) My old self would not even recognize me.
1: Right. Isn't that crazy? Because we have an espresso machine at the, where I work now. And you know I don't use it very often because I'm still like, give me the, just give me my coffee so I can get on with my day. But every so often, especially if I need to pick me up, we'll do that. And then the first time I had espresso without cream was really surprising to me, too. I was the same way. I was like, who am I? <laughs> what is <this?"
0: laughs> Yeah, because it's really a different experience. And then you taste regular coffee, like cheap coffee. Yes. And you're like, oh, my gosh, after having espresso every morning, drinking like some cheap watered down coffee. I'm like, I mm-hmm. cannot.
1: <laughs> no, it makes such a huge difference. And, you know, every so often, too, it, you know, it'll be a treat for me to go to like a coffee shop and but I love the, like, nitro
0: cold brews. Yes. Oh, that's heaven to me. They really do taste like a treat, don't they? They're very Thank smooth. You. And mm-hmm. I like the fizz. I like a lot of fizzy. Yeah. What, anything fizzy makes me happy. <laughs> I hear you. That's a,
1: uh, Topo Chico is probably one of my most favorite things in the entire world. So, yeah, for
0: people who don't know, that's a, it's a mineral water from Mexico, right? Yes. Yes, and
1: every so often, I've finally found a store that stocks at least the original regularly, and every so often, I'll find it with a twist of lime, which if you find obviously you can't have it in your fast, but it's a big treat for my window. It tastes like a I don't know like
0: a healthy sprite. <laughs> I'll put it that way. you know i may I may try that. I think one of our stores here might have that, and of course, oh. I would never think to buy. The lime, because mm-hmm. of course I I don't have yeah. it during the fast, exactly. But you know, I might enjoy that with my dinner. Yeah, so that's especially in the summer. That's a good tip. I'm gonna try to remember that. It's oh, it's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. But yes, people say that for your eating window. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the fast should not be delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it does, but it makes all the difference when you really follow those rules. Because I've you know I've talked to other people about intermittent fasting, and when I explain that to them. Some of them completely understand it right away and others, I don't think quite get it. Well, you know, cause I'll, they'll say something about how the tea they're drinking or that they can't give this up or a pre-workout, you know, and I'm like, mm, try it. Just do me a favor and just go for a few weeks without it. Right. And I promise you it'll make a world of difference.
0: I mean, it, it's true. They really, there's a lot of bad advice out there. You know, you can watch YouTube videos that recommend, you know, different things and, you know, anybody could make YouTube videos and say, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll end them. But it, you know, really does make a difference. And so I like to challenge people who aren't sure, try it without it. Yeah. Try it without it. Give yourself a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Do it, do it my way first. And then experiment with those things that you think are not a problem. And I guarantee you'll you'll see a difference. You absolutely will. Because it's striking to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure. And, you know, so thankfully, I've I've gotten at least, you know, I've gotten a few friends on it and and that I know of. And then I finally got one of my sisters to do this with me. And she has kind of a crazy schedule. So she's still kind of working things out. But she's already, I think she's down almost 20 pounds. So
0: oh, that's fabulous. When did she start?
1: Absolutely. Oh, she started earlier this year. I want to say in February, her daughter was getting married and. Somebody had made a comment about, well, you're not going to lose any more weight before the wedding. So you might as well just give up or something, something like that. Kind of, kind of a snarky comment. And I told her, you have plenty of time. It's not too late. You know, let's do this. Get on this with me. And so she did. And so then she would start texting me and, and she's like, I'm down another however many pounds. And I was like, see, you know, so I don't know. I, you bet. Yeah. I think overall by the time, Her daughter's wedding rolled around. She was right about 20 pounds down. That's fabulous. Yay. She showed that person, didn't she? You're Right, she did. It was our mom, but don't say anything.
0: Oh, okay. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's totally a, a mom thing to say.
1: Right. And, and I'm not trying to talk smack on my mom because I love her to death. She just I know. You know, it is just a just mom thing sometimes. Words oh, yeah. come out and they don't always consider the impact. So. Right. Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So, how much weight have you lost? I know you haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, so I was right about
1: 150. I think I was 1488 when I started intermittent fasting and I had gone kind of up and down. I'm sure at some point and I just didn't see it on the scale. I'm I'm sure at some point I was over 150 and and I know that's, you know, nothing compared to what a lot of people look to lose, but I just, you know, I knew that it was getting out of control. So I was trying to stop it before it became a huge issue. And uh, so as of mid-November, I think it was November 10th of 2018, I hit my goal weight of, I think I made it to 129.8 when I entered maintenance. And uh, so 20 pounds. And now I've gone, you know, I go, I fluctuate still, go up and down a bit. But, um, you know, I've been down to 127. As well. So that's the lowest I've seen since I've been. And how tall are you? I'm five, six. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, that's a great weight. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely right
0: in my, in my goal zone here. So Oh, definitely. But the key is that, you know, we talked to people who needed to lose over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. But even if you only need to lose 20. Yeah. It feels like something you're carrying around that you can't, you can't get rid of. Exactly.
1: You know, and you just don't feel like yourself. Right. No matter how much it is, you just, you don't feel like yourself. I didn't feel like me. I would see pictures of myself and, you know, I hate it. So I, I really don't have a lot of photos from that time, especially at my heaviest, because I either avoided pictures or I would make it so that way you couldn't really see my whole body, you know, or right. I would, I would crop them so you couldn't really see. And, you know, now I just, once it started coming off, I was like, this is just the easiest thing. I still can't believe how amazing it is, and that I was lucky enough to to find this program because it just was effortless. I didn't have to overthink everything and I didn't have to worry about, oh no, I better not eat that cookie, you know, or feel super guilty if I ate a cookie or pieces of pizza or something like that, you know, if it wasn't greens exactly or a protein shake or something. and I and also I didn't have to spend a lot of money on you know this thing and that thing or or you know, these programs and and a guru telling me what to do and what not to do, because I definitely did a lot of that too. And, and it was just, that was, it took all the guesswork out of it for me, because there is, like you said, so much different advice, some good, some bad out there, but it all kind of goes against each other too, when you really sit down and look at it. And so I was just beyond confused on what to do anymore. And so this just, it was a plan I could follow. It was so simple. And, you know, it just took all the confusion and guesswork out of
0: everything for me. Because you really are in charge when it comes to what foods you decide to eat. Mm -hmm. And it could be, you know, you could do the sugar detox and intermittent fasting, or you could avoid gluten and do intermittent fasting, you know, depending on what foods work for you.
1: Exactly. And, you know, that's uh, something my best friend, she, she was on keto for quite a while. And then, you know, I started doing intermittent fasting. And so we started talking about that. And she definitely has some Some medical things that I don't want to get into since that's, you know, not my place to talk about. But, you know, she talks about them a bit on our blog that we do together. But so now she's incorporated both keto and intermittent fasting. And it's yes, it's absolutely what works for her. It's I don't know exactly how much weight she's down or anything like that. But she, too, you know, says that she feels like she's finally in control and she's out here visiting. And it was so cute. She called me one day before she got out here because she lives on the East Coast as well. And so she goes, you know, what's, what's your window? What's your typical window? So I told her and I said, why? And she goes, well, I'm trying to adjust mine to fit with yours. So that way. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It was so, it was so sweet. So that way we could enjoy, you know, lunch or brunch or dinner together, you know, so we would be on the same plan.
0: I think that's fabulous. Yeah. It's just that easy. I just went to the beach with with our friend Sherry that we yeah. share in common and also another friend and they're both intermittent fasters. And so it was just, it's effortless to be there on the same kind of schedule and, and just, you know, going mm-hmm. through the day and not having to worry. It's just so, it's so nice. <laughs> it is. You know, and, and you made an interesting point about your friend needing something different. She needs keto for mm-hmm. her body and her health conditions. And you know, I've, I've talked about my own experience with keto. It didn't work well for my body, though it might have helped reverse my insulin resistance. Oh, you yeah. Because <laughs> I switched over to intermittent fasting and and reintroduced carbs at the same time. This is in 2014 mm. and immediately started losing weight with intermittent fasting and, and with the reintroduction of carbs, whereas I was not losing weight with keto. But um If someone has, you know, severe insulin resistance or Mm -hmm. polycystic ovarian syndrome, some of the things like that, keto is a fabulous choice.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. And you know, and I'm just, I'm just so glad that she's finally found something, you know, a plan that works for her as well. I get worried sometimes when I've, I've just introduced this to somebody and they're wanting to start both keto and IF at the exact same time, and I'm like, "Mm, do one first, get your body used to it, ease into it, and then start the other. You can absolutely do them together. But, you know, with her, she had already been doing keto for about a year before she started intermittent fasting. And so it was just the next step in her progress.
0: And I bet it made a huge difference, too. I bet she just really felt great when she added the intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm, She did. So it's definitely been a a life change for her as well. Well, you made a great point, and that is don't try to do everything in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. I agree with that recommendation. For someone who's starting intermittent fasting... I would actually recommend that they keep eating the way they were eating right before they started yes. and not, you know, switch completely. And this can go both ways. Like let's say somebody was eating keto and they decide that they want to do intermittent fasting. I wouldn't drop keto and start intermittent fasting and reintroduce all the things at the same exact time. Now, okay, I did that. I just said I did it, and it was fine, but okay. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Keto also didn't work well for my body. But Mm -hmm. if you have been doing something, and then you switch to intermittent fasting, and then add back all the things. Yeah, yeah you might, you know, gain a lot of weight and then be like, oh, intermittent fasting doesn't work mm-hmm. when really it's, it's that you changed too many things at one time.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, and especially if the thing you're doing like paleo or keto, if it is working for you, then absolutely keep doing that. Right. And what I get nervous about too is not only, yeah, they're going to reintroduce all these things, but also if you restrict yourself too much, then you're going to say, well, this isn't sustainable for me. Right. So it's like, well, I never said you couldn't, you know, you couldn't have that bread. Like, why did, don't do that to yourself? You know, you're just kind right. of just restricting yourself so much. And it's almost like punishing yourself. And I'm like, this is not a diet. You got to. And I think right. that's the hardest thing for, for some to overcome, especially at least in my experience with some of the people that I've gotten to talk to, they see it as a diet. And I'm like, you got to get that out of your
0: head. You just got to, because
1: that's not what this is.
0: Right, it's not a diet, it's an eating pattern. Mm-hmm. And you can actually use it with any diet, meaning in the way of diet as opposed to like as opposed to a restrictive diet, the way that you eat is your diet. Yes. <laughs> you know, you may be vegetarian, you follow a vegetarian diet, that yes. is the way you eat. So, intermittent fasting is the pattern of when And your diet is the pattern of what? Yeah. So you can really choose any way of eating, but don't try to change it all at one time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I did. as I said. No, absolutely. So tell us about your your blog a little bit.
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, It's called Busy Women's Health. And we have a website, busywomenshealth.com and and are on Facebook and Instagram as well, as well as Pinterest, even though probably haven't been posting on that as quite as much as we should. But I started it myself, just because I was inspired by what you've done. And I really wanted people to, I don't know, to to understand not just intermittent fasting, but also just different things that they can do to just kind of live a healthier life, especially for someone who's super low maintenance, like me, you know, or right. like lazy, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to put too much. I'm not a food prepper. I'm not a you know, this, that, and the other thing. And so I just wanted to come up with simple ways and also just, you know, open up discussions into, you know, not just body health, but mental health and things like that as well. And also have a a place where women could, you know, support each other or talk about these things. And also just, you know, give them a laugh for the day or something too. And then I started thinking about it. And my best friend is an essential oil guru. Basically, she would hate that I called her that. But um, she's my, she's my EO <laughs> encyclopedia because I, we exchanged so many texts where I'm like, is this okay around dogs or what can I do for this? You know? And so she'll be like, you have this, this, and this in your stock. So use this. And, you know, and she's, she's great with all that. So I was like, why don't you come on and, you know, you can not only talk about keto, but also she's a, a mother as well. And you can talk about that, especially with the health issues that her son has and how you keep your house healthy and, you know, pet friendly and child friendly and and non-toxic. And especially with, you know, essential oils and stuff too. And so that's just kind of how it got started. And, and yeah, so we just kind of talk about our everyday lives and and what we do. And if there's a product that we like, we recommend it, you know, but usually it's just more more personal. You know, this is kind of what happened, you know, so I'll talk about like over Christmas, you know, kind of what my eating pattern was and how I had longer windows. And oh, I gained seven pounds. I think it was (laughs) over Christmas because we were on the road for about a week or 10 days. I don't quite remember. But, you know, seeing friends and family and there wasn't one time I felt guilty. And when I saw that my number was was up seven pounds from when I had left when I got home, I wasn't worried about it. Right. Because I knew I had a plan that I was like, it'll come off. I just I got to go back to, you know, my windows, you know, my by 195 or whatever it was and just eat a little healthier and maybe not have so much
0: eggnog. <laughs> so, see, I think that is such a good healthy mindset and I'm glad that you brought that up because we we see, you know, I've got these large Facebook groups and we have people that are at all steps along the way of the process mm-hmm. and some have not yet broken away from that that diet mindset where we freak out if our weight goes up because we think back to everything we've done before mm-hmm. and it always did go back up. And then it went up and up and up. You know, that was the whole yo-yo effect. Yeah. But you know that that seven pounds was not, you know, you didn't gain seven pounds of fat mm-hmm. over no. Christmas. <laughs> it was, to, you ate more food, you had the food in your system and you're like, yep, I know what to do. Yeah. So you didn't panic and you didn't let it stress you out. Absolutely
1: not. And that's, I think that's been the biggest change for me with intermittent fasting is that lack of stress and just, that's the last thing I worry about now is food. When before it just, especially like on keto for me, having to plan all those meals and eating all the time and it just consumed my life. And now it's just the last thing I think about. I, I'm like, you know, is it time for my window? Well, I'm not hungry yet, so I'll wait, you know, or like right. and there's some days I'm like, especially if my activity is increased, I'm starving. So I'm going to open my window a little early today. You know something like that, and that's that's all the thought I put into it anymore. And yeah, and I see the scale go up, well, okay, I've had a little too much fun, I think, so you know, we'll get back on track here, and it'll be fine. and yeah, it, it's just so freeing. It's just been so freeing, especially for for my mentality, you know, where I just I don't have that food
0: guilt anymore or that food obsession. I love that. Lose the food guilt, lose the food obsession, and also, No more panicking about the scale. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's what it's all about. Absolutely.
2: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, Shop until May twelfth for up to thirty percent off gifts for mom. Terms apply.
0: So, talk to us a little bit about essential oils. Just, I know your friend's the guru, <laughs> but I'm fascinated by the topic. What what practices has she brought over into your life? Like, what do you do now with essential oils? Oh, so you know, I
1: I don't always use them in my everyday, but there's sometimes you know I'll be making like a meal or or something, or if I'm just having like a cup of noodles or something for lunch, there's uh like this Vitality line, and so it's. You know oils that you can actually consume and not just need to use topically or to diffuse them. And so, like I'll put a splash of like lime into my shrimp noodles or something like that, and just gives a little extra flavor. Or if uh, you know we're stressing out, if the boyfriend and I are, if he had a stressful day or I had a stressful day or something like that, we have you know the diffuser, and so I'll put in something like peace and calming or lavender when we're, you know, trying to go to sleep at night. And so it's just diffusing throughout the room. Or if we're sick, there's, you know, breathe again and things like that, that you can either roll on or diffuse. And there's even, you know, some things I definitely don't want to get too much into the dog, the pet aspect, but there are definitely oils that you can use with your pets as well for different ailments. If you have kind of a hyperactive dog, you know, or if they're having tummy issues, there are definitely different things you can do. With different oils, and not all oils are pet friendly. That's for sure, um, and not all of them should be ingested either. I definitely want to throw right. that out. So, yes, there are specific ones that are okay, and others others you definitely don't want to do. But especially if I'm sick, like I I got bronchitis earlier this year, and so I love making homemade tea. And so there's this this recipe that I kind of switch up and play with every so often. But you know, you add thyme and bay leaves. If you have fresh lemon around, great. But I hardly ever do so you know you can grate it and the peel into it and then also slice it and use the lip for the fresh lemon juice I usually have lemon essential oil the vitality line so I'll put that you know into the tea as well and uh I can't remember what else goes in there off the top of my head um, sometimes I'll throw in a little bit of whiskey, you know, for like a little hot potty. <laughs> you know, when you're sick, you need a little something like that, right? Yep. Exactly. And so, you know, just stand over that and like breathe it in and and then drink it, you know, and it's it does, it it helps a lot. So I know, um, you know, in, in thieves, cleaners, thieves is so great at cleaning things. So I always have a bottle of thieves hand sanitizer in my bag now instead of the typical ones that you would find in store. Right. Because it, it doesn't dry out my hands like the alcohol-based ones do. And it just smells so good. So I know she's she's trying to convert me more into especially household cleaners while she's here. We're, we're going to be making a bunch of different household cleaners and stuff that are just, you know, non-toxic for pets and people.
0: That's That's really where I would like to start, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of like, intrigued by it but i haven't really done much with it but yeah making making household cleaners i think is something i would really enjoy doing just because the same thing as you you know i'm i'm looking for a, a non toxic kind of thing to have around the house and i'm also realizing that you know th- you don't have like the streaky mess when you're using some of these versus some of the the more toxic products out there. Definitely. Like like they don't clean as well. Like they they leave a lot of residue. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and then you get the the fumes with them too. And if you're like me and I I haven't done this anytime recently. This was back in college I think I stupidly had put I couldn't find toilet bowl cleaner so I put bleach which, you know, bleach is bleach. Sometimes you just can't replace bleach, you know, Right. but I put bleach into my toilet bowl and then I finally found the toilet bowl cleaner. So I put some of that in and the combination almost
0: made me pass out. Oh no, there's like something you're not supposed to mix with bleach or you like
2: die.
1: And it
0: creates like nauseous gases and that's scary, you know?
1: Yeah, it is. So don't do what I did. Don't do that. Exactly. And especially when you have pets or, or children around or, you know, even just yourself. You know stuff that's non-toxic is is definitely a bonus if you can well
0: I'm gonna check out your blog well thank you busy women's health that's the name of it yes busywomen'shealth.com and so your friend your friend talks about the essential oils. so that's what i'm I'm really yeah. interested to see what what she says because I'm interested in starting to dabble a little bit more I have some peppermint oil our house is on the market and oh, so nice. you spray the peppermint oil around before mm-hmm. we have a showing because <laughs> I think it makes it you know, fresh. It does.
1: It does. It freshens things up or she might tell you, and I could be completely wrong here, but to even look into maybe eucalyptus or something too. And I just, I always love the smell of thieves. It's kind of clove, kind of that clove smell.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, I do
1: like that. hmm So there's definitely a lot of good ones. <laughs> a lot of good smells out there. Well, I'm going to try it. Yeah. So she's, thankfully I, I have her to
0: kind of guide me in my efforts as well. <laughs> Well, I want to circle back around to a couple things that you said. One of them you said, you said that fasting is effortless and this is just an effortless lifestyle. Is there anything at all that you struggle with, with fasting?
1: You know, I think sometimes getting people to understand, thankfully, most of the people, the huge majority of people in my life um, have been very, very supportive and understanding of what I'm doing and, and wanting to know more. I was, I was worried to tell my mom what I was doing because I was afraid she was going to think I was starving myself. And then she goes, Oh no, your, your grandpa did that. He would do 36 hour fast. He would do three day fast all the time or 72 hour fast. I guess that would be, but yeah, he's like, he would do three day fast. If he felt like he was gaining, if his pants weren't fitting right, he would do a fast and then go back to eating. That's cool. He would. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So you, you know what this is? Yeah. But you know, there are some times where I probably feel a little left out where people think, you know, that, they don't always realize I can move my window for certain things or, you know, or I'll definitely do a set aside day for important things. And so feeling left out, but that's once in a a great while. Um, I remember some friends were, or somebody was going to like a, a sub place, you know, getting sub sandwiches and bringing them back. And they came back and I had been in the shower and they came back and there wasn't one for me. And I was like, well, okay. And I was like, you guys didn't even ask. And they're like, well, we just assumed you were fasting, you know? And it was sweet. (laughs) At least they were being supportive. They were being super supportive. But I was like, I mean, I could have had it later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to delay that sub. right? I didn't want to deny it. (laughs) Exactly. Like I would have had one, but it's all good. Yeah. So
1: honestly, I think that's probably been you know the the biggest thing, just every and it's once in a great while, and it's really not that big of a deal. But you know, kind of people not understanding exactly how it works and just kind of assuming things. But honestly, the rest of it it's just been, you know, every so often. I'll if I kind of get my eating out of whack or something, or have something that doesn't quite agree with me. You know, I'll I'll get hangry every once in a great while. But yeah, otherwise, no. It's I, I really haven't had. Like I said, I think this was just how my body has always wanted to eat, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's great. You know, we we do hear stories of people who've had to struggle and try to tweak and try to figure mm-hmm. out what worked for them, but you didn't have to do that.
1: I didn't, thankfully. And I'm I'm still worried. There's a, back in my hometown, there's this restaurant that, you know, it's just kind of, if you grew up there, you know, it's your, it's the best thing in the world. And I got to have some of it, a couple, oh, what has it been? It's been a couple months ago. And I, oh, I hadn't eaten anything that day and I had that and then saw some friends and then went to bed. And the next day I woke up and my stomach was killing me, ended up throwing up. And so I don't, I'm really worried that my body doesn't like that restaurant anymore. I'm really... Oh no. What what type of food was it? Mexican. Oh. Yeah. So I'm really, which I haven't had any issues with any other Mexican food, you know, but I'm worried it may have been that it's, I, I really hope I... Can still eat that restaurant. Eat
0: <laughs> at that restaurant when I go home. Oh, I know. You know? Yeah, I hope it was just food poisoning and not the restaurant, I, right? Yeah.
1: Isn't that so so stupid to say? But I know. I, I get it. Completely agree. I've been saying the same. Like I hope it was just like food poisoning or or just traveling or something, and it wasn't
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Because I'll I'll really be upset if I can never eat at that restaurant again. Maybe it was just a bug. Yeah. Yeah. I have found there's some foods that are too heavy for mm-hmm. me now and they just sit in my stomach. now. But Mexican food has not been one of them. So <laughs> I can go to any Mexican restaurant and eat something delicious. <laughs>
1: right. And I haven't had, you know, and, and thankfully, I, I know I've definitely been lucky where I haven't had to do the the tweaking and the well this doesn't work for me anymore like i know i probably shouldn't open my window with something spicy so that could have been it too i mean i had a, a lot of it and it all has a little kick to it so and i hadn't had anything else that day so that could have been
0: you know where i shot myself in the foot so to speak but yeah the fact that you just you just did your daily eating window you've done mm-hmm. it the whole time and it just worked and it just you're flexible when you need to be and do you still pretty much do 195
1: i do i i still Try to stick to that, but obviously, you know, since I'm in maintenance, I'm a little more flexible, right, uh, with myself on it, because you know, and and it's funny because some days I'll still go like 24 hours without thinking about it, you know, because I'm just not hungry, or you're busy, or I'm busy, exactly, and that's the best thing too. It's just like I I had a friend say that the other day. I just, I just did 22 hours, and I didn't mean to. (laughs) And I go, yeah, yeah. I bet you never thought when you started that you would ever get close to that, and. It's just crazy to think about, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, you just don't always think about it because you're just not hungry yet. And I think just listening to my body, learning, learning if my body's actually hungry or if I'm thirsty or, you know, what that is has also helped so much too. And just also with appetite correction, that's the best thing in the world where it's like, I physically can't pick up this fork and eat anymore. Like I can't even bring it to my mouth because I'm just done. So the I ate too much moments, I mean, I had a couple of those because I made myself over Christmas because, you know, the food's so good. And there's there's certain foods that members of your family make that you never get to eat. And so I, you don't want to miss out on it and stuff. But but I typically don't do that. You know, you listen to to your body and you're just like, nope, I'm done. We're going to have, you know,
0: this is leftovers now. I'll eat it tomorrow. So yeah. And sometimes you're like a little mad at that appetite correction, aren't you? Mm-hmm, a little bit, a little bit. Cause I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to eat more of this. Right? Was, how can I be full? I know it's so good, it's so good. But,
1: <laughs> but God, you just you have to. You just don't have a choice. And it, it's just an amazing thing. I had heard about it, and I don't remember exactly how far in I was when it kicked in. But I was like, oh, there it is. That's appetite correction. There it
0: is. Right. Right. And it it really is striking because. I, I've always had a very healthy appetite. And I remember when my husband and I were dating, this was like 1990. We've been mm-hmm. together a long time. And when we were dating, he said, gosh, you you can eat a lot of food. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could eat a really big meal. Mm-hmm. But – um you know, now I'm I'm much better at listening to the appetite correction. Sometimes I do still eat a very big yeah, meal. <laughs> same. You know,
1: there's some days, uh, you know, just a little bit goes a long way. Like I can have a salad and it's like, I'm not hungry anymore. Right. And then other days it's like, I can't get enough. You know, it just kind of, it depends. Again, usually it's it's if my activity level has increased for sure, but then there's just some days that I'm like, you know, my boyfriend will do the same. He'll look at me and he's like, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, just got yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, that was me last night after dinner. I was like, I'm going to eat all the rest of this too. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm eating all. It was a big giant plate of vegetables, and it was so good.
1: Awesome, and you don't have to feel guilty
0: about it. That's what I love the most. I felt no guilt. And the weird thing is that I was like in there pigging out on vegetables. I'm like, you know, I understand this is very weird because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not what I would have been eating, you know, yeah. 10 years ago. I wouldn't have been pigging out on the
1: vegetables. Yeah, so. it would have been
0: like but the yeah. chips
1: or the cookies or something. But then it's like, ooh, we have ice cream. Yeah, that was my nemesis. Mm-hmm. And it still still is, especially this one, um, bluebell ice cream. I don't know. I'm sure they have it around you somewhere. You know, we do
0: have it, but I don't think I've ever bought it, but oh. I hear people love it. It's like a, a favorite from Texas. Is that yeah, where it's from?
1: Yeah, it's from Texas and they have it up here in Colorado. So that's one that can get away from you in a hurry because it's, it's you know, full fat, full cream, full everything. And it's so, so good. And, you know, I wasn't a big believer in it until I lived down there. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> like okay. Okay. Everybody's obsessed with it. And so I definitely try it, but yeah, it can also. That was, a, I think, probably the culprit for about five
0: or ten of the pounds that I had to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to try the bluebell because I've never tried it, but mm. I have heard that it is definitely worth trying. It's if you're going to have ice cream, I mean, you know, that's a good one. <laughs> that's definitely the one I recommend. Well, I'll have to have to give that a try. Yum. <laughs> I do love ice cream. I I don't eat as much sugar these days because I've realized it gives me restless legs. Oh, gotcha! Which is so interesting. I've always struggled with that here and there, and I never knew why. I mean, this is before intermittent fasting. I had that issue. Like Mm -hmm. I remember sitting at a you know concerts or you know sitting in a in a theater and not being able to and just you know being so fidgety. Yeah. My husband's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't help it. My legs, I've got these restless legs or, you know, in, in the bed at night, not being able to relax. But now that, you know, I've been doing intermittent fasting for all these years, I've really noticed the connection. It's sugar for me. Mm-hmm. So
1: That's so interesting. I'm, cause I don't have it, but my, my boyfriend, he has restless legs. He seems to anyway, <laughs> like it seems to be what you're describing. And he loves, he has a big old sweet tooth so we might have to to chat about that cuz we'll be you know in my car and the whole car will be rocking
0: cuz his legs are moving he can't be still uh, yeah have him try to give up the sugar and then and see if that's it and you know look i don't give up sugar because i think sugar is you know evil and it's mm-hmm. the root of the problem or it makes me gain weight i could eat ice yeah. cream every night and maintain my weight ice cream works mm-hmm. well for my body as far as that goes and i love it it's delicious but I don't like that feeling of not being able to to be still. <laughs> so yes, I can eat a little bit maybe here and there, but I have to just really be conscious of it.
1: No, I totally, totally understand. And I have a, you know, a bit of a sweet tooth too. I just, I like the fact that, you know, for one, I, I tend to crave not sweets. And there was a time just a couple months ago that I was like, we are going crazy on dessert and I feel like we need to back up a little bit. So I went, you know, a couple weeks without at least not dessert, you know, and it helped a lot to get just getting back to now craving fruits and veggies and things like that. So, no, I love sugar, too. But, you know, if it's having an adverse effect on your health, like yep. restless leg or, or yeah. anything like that or on your insulin, then, yeah, maybe look at at least cutting back for sure. I guess that's part
0: of being a grown up, right? Know, right? <laughs> Eating responsibly because of how you feel. <laughs> Yes, adulting, exactly. Yeah, adulting is hard. <laughs> so you're somebody who shares without fear in your daily life. You tell people about intermittent mm-hmm. fasting just, just in general. Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of
1: times, you know, especially at work in the office, you know, when coworkers bring snacks in and things like that. You know, I explained to them right off the bat when I started up here in Colorado that I can't have that right now. But I can have it later. And then every so often they'd be like, Oh, you can't eat this. And I go, No, 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 I can. (laughs) And I'm gonna take some home with me. Yeah. But I just can't have it right now. I'm going to delay this till later. Exactly. Exactly. And I've definitely given, you know, a couple of them a copy of of Delay Don't Deny. You know, just like because you explain it so much better than I ever could. And you get into the science behind it. And I never want to say, give them the wrong info, especially when it comes to, you know, science-based and, and health-based things. So it's like, just read this and you will totally understand it way better than I could ever explain it. But yeah, so for the most part, you know, people understand that and they they are accepting of that. Like nobody's ever really given me any grief or, or anything like that. So I always feel awful when I hear the stories like in the right. Facebook group that people are just mean sometimes or. You know, I, I just I don't understand that because, and thankfully, I haven't had to really experience that at all. People are just like, "Okay, you're not eating right now,"
0: and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I I think it's probably a lot of it is you sound like you're very confident when you share it, and and you're not apologetic. And mm-hmm. I really feel like when you present it that way, that that helps. Now yeah. I say that, but yesterday. <laughs> A family member, I will, I'm not going to go into too many details, made some really snarky comments about my eating window. Ugh. So it's still, even to me, it still happens mm-hmm. from time yeah. to time. So, and I, I pushed way back. I was like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, even someone like me <laughs> does yeah. occasionally get some pushback from people. And like I said, I, I pushed right back because people just don't understand. Some people yeah. don't understand, but if you're confident about it that that can help a lot, but we shouldn't ever feel like we have to be apologetic or like we're doing something wrong because we're not
1: no absolutely and and good for you by the way, that's awesome, and i'm sure you've I'm sure you're used to it or you've you've honed that skill that like no, no no, back
0: off me <laughs> over the years well. Yeah, I guess so. But really lately, like at first when I would talk about intermittent fasting, people had not heard of it. But now everywhere I go, people at least have heard of it. and They know mm-hmm. what it is. They're like, oh, yeah, my friend does that. My my boss does that. And so people are less likely to push back because they've heard of it. So that's, yeah. that's a good thing. It absolutely is. Well, we are almost out of time. Mm-hmm. So for the last minute or so, would you share, what what would you tell someone just starting off What would be the advice that you would give them? Give yourself grace. You are a human being. You are not a machine,
1: even though probably a lot of what you've tried in the past, it kind of has that expectation of you to be perfect. And this is not that. And you are allowed patience and grace, especially with yourself. And you need to forgive yourself. And also, you know, you didn't put weight on overnight. You didn't get any of your health issues overnight. This came over time. So you need to give yourself time to let your body finally correct itself. You're giving it the tools it needs to correct itself, to let it, let it do its thing. It may not be on your timetable, but that's okay. Just keep going.
0: Yeah, I think that's fabulous advice because you know the longer we've been trapped into you know, the diet world and the diet mindset, mm-hmm. the more grace we need to give ourselves.
1: Absolutely, because we're not perfect. And that's what I love about AF. There's not cheat days, but there's set aside days. And that's perfectly fine. As long as it's not every day, you know, (laughs) but once in a while and having a cookie, you know, as long as you're not severely diabetic or something, that's fine. You know, just it's okay. You don't have to have that food guilt anymore and let all of that just go and just follow the process, trust the process, like you always say, and just let it do its thing. Let your body do its thing.
0: Well, oh, I love that. Well, Carly, it has been just delightful to talk to you today, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Jen. It's been wonderful, and hopefully I get to talk to you soon. Yes. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at dot com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G I N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story.